Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, analysis and insight on world events from The Times of London. It's Toby Gillis and Eleanor Shearwood with you today. We'll be discussing just how much Beyonce gets paid per gig and, just a hint, it's all to do with who she knows. And speaking of which, we'll also tell you just who you need to know to get out of a speeding fine in New York. Do you think we have to promise our listeners that we've created this podcast and not AI? Uh, uh, I am a real human being. <laughs> okay, I guess that answers that. While you go and get rebooted, I'll tell them why you're being weird. Today, The Times is covering multiple artificial intelligence stories over a number of topics, ranging from the threats to humanity, the reasons it gives hope, and what we can do to prevent it taking over, for better or for worse. Okay, professional Toby now. Uh, it all began with quotes that were widely reported from an American Air Force colonel who told a conference in London of an experiment where an attack drone ended up killing its human operators basically because it didn't like being given orders. Yeah, and later it turned out he'd misspoken and that simulation didn't ever happen. But it is, as he says, a plausible outcome in a similar scenario. Yeah, Dr Kate Devlin is a reader in artificial intelligence and society at King's College in London who told Times Radio whether the US Air Force carried out the experiment or not, there is value in it. That's using storytelling to look at the future, at what things could happen. And that's a really, really useful thing to do. But we mustn't just assume that it will happen. And something like lethal autonomous weapons are already being discussed at UN level. And most countries want to ban things like drone warfare, where the drones can make decisions on their own. But a handful of governments have said it's okay, And that includes the UK and US and Australia, Israel and Russia. So there's plenty of work to be done to determine how we use these things responsibly or if we should use them at all in the case of weapons. Now, this so-called thought experiment isn't the only area of AI being discussed in The Times today. It's not. It's uh, a bit of an AI special, actually. There's an amazing piece from science correspondent Tom Whipple and science reporter Rhys Blakely who have combined half a dozen areas of concern around the tech, including the alignment problem that you just heard Kate Devlin talk about, weaponry, killer robots, fake news, the terrifyingly titled Deaths of Despair, and, wait for it, the fear, get this, that we'll be so seduced by robots that we'll end up killing ourselves just because they tell us to. Yeah, it all seems very apocalyptic, Mm. but there is hope, well, at least according to Rhys, who came to give us the antidote after publishing his piece. Yes, there are examples of AIs 
that are going to improve the well-being of humanity and not make us into, you know, its slaves. I don't think we're at the point where, you know, 2001 or uh, Ex Machina or The Terminator are scenarios we're going to see anytime soon. The beauty of these AI systems is that they will approach problems in ways that no human would ever attempt. It will come up with you know, novel solutions for, for problems. According to Reese, regulation with global agreement is the key to keeping the lid on this particular box. The question, though, Eleanor, is are we too late? I mean, who knows? But if you've not had enough AI, there's a lot more for online subscribers to read right now at thetimes.co.uk, including the brilliant Hugo Rifkind on the AI deepfake version of himself. Yeah, two Hugos. I think we should let the listeners decide if that's one too many. <laughs> There is mutiny in France. People from Brittany in the northwest to Marseille in the south are banding together to fight a common enemy. That enemy? Airbnb. These campaigners are saying that tourists are messy and noisy. Not exactly something we haven't heard before. But this goes beyond that because in these holiday towns there are so many short-term rentals that basically these neighbourhoods are emptying, leaving labour shortages and forcing things like schools and shops to shut. Essentially because there's no one living there. This is not an exaggeration. In some towns these lets make up half of the homes. So the main target here is people who are buying these properties to rent them out rather than people giving up their houses say for the weekend and they want to see the government putting quotas on the number of airbnbs or similar type rentals and also change the tax system to make it less profitable so in paris the capital they've already got restrictions in place and i asked the times correspondent there charles bremner whether the french government was on side with making these types of curbs more widespread they are more or less except uh, there has been an attempt by four MPs to put up our private members bill, which looked as if it was going to come before Parliament before the summer recess. And that has been delayed. The bill did have the support of President Macron's government. But the Paris Council, which is run by a socialist uh, and Hidalgo, the mayor, is accusing Airbnb of actually lobbying to delay this legislation. And we have no evidence either way whether it happened or not. But the legislation has been put off until the autumn. While France might be the place that Airbnb has seen most success, this is actually a global issue. France is definitely not the only country cracking down. We've seen similar in Canada and in New York in the United States. No more AI or Airbnb, I promise you, from here on in. But there are another of really interesting stories in The Times today. Uh, We're going to take you through some of them quickly, Eleanor. Yeah, firstly, how music artists are more than happy to sell out now and do private gigs if the price is right. Beyonce was reportedly paid $24 million for a one-hour gig at a hotel in Dubai earlier this year. I'd do it for a quarter. (laughs) And so Rod Stewart's thought to get over a million per appearance. But it's a total shift to the industry because this is all basically down to the fact that artists are more open to how they make money now because of the way they get paid because of streaming. 
and it's made difficulties for more kind of middle performing artists. Those private gigs are the type of thing they normally do. Yeah, that's me normally. Uh, Next up, (laughs) Russia, China and allies want to set up their own trading currency to rival the US dollar. It's called the BRICS Group uh, and they're looking to set themselves up as a serious rival to the G7 but they're struggling to arrange a summit in South Africa. That's because the government there isn't sure how it can host President Putin without having to affect an arrest warrant for war crimes that's been issued by the International Criminal Court. And lastly... Edgar Srenkevich, par 52, pred 35. That's Edgar Zrinkevich becoming the world's first openly gay national president in Latvia. It's a big deal in a country where socially conservative views on being gay are still pretty common. If you listened to yesterday's World in 10, you'll remember we discussed Jose Mourinho, one of football's most successful managers, screaming obscenities at the referee of the European final his team Roma had just lost. Now, Eleanor, it's taken a darker turn. Yeah, it has. Listen to this chaos. That's the sound of that referee, Anthony Taylor. And his wife and daughter, by the way. Yeah, his family are there too. And this is the sound of them being attacked in the airport as they made their way home from that match. At one point, someone tries to grab his daughter, a bottle's thrown, and then a security realise they need to intervene and take Taylor and his family to safety, a chair's thrown at them too. Yeah, it's scary stuff, and there's huge anger being directed at Mourinho, with many pundits saying his actions effectively incited this violence by his club's fans. Yeah, and this criticism isn't going away either. We've been hearing from Martin Cassidy now. His organisation, Ref Support UK, campaigns for the protection of football officials. He told us he's scared of a tragedy before the sports governing bodies actually act. People need to recognise the consequences of what they do. The consequences currently is very weak and we've said for a long time that we are concerned that a match official is going to be made and this is another step closer. And just a few minutes before we recorded today, Mourinho was actually charged for his actions by the governing body in charge of the final UEFA and while we wait still to find out how Anthony Taylor and his family are after the attack. I feel like we should talk quickly for this last story. <laughs> it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah, I can do that in the edit. Okay, Don't worry, perfect. I mean, there are people with the power to speed in New York, so why not us? Yeah, you're right. This is about the NYPD, who it turns out can give courtesy cards, or so they're called, to friends and family. Meaning if they're caught, say, speeding, they just flash the card at the officer who stops them and on they go with their day. No fine, no court, no nothing, while the rest of the public go about their business within the law or they're punished. Yeah, it's been discovered because one particular cop who doesn't like it has taken the city to court over a row he had with his boss a few years back now when he actually issued a ticket to a speeding driver who was actually a courtesy card holder, which he ignored. I guess the question now is how fast is too fast, even for a courtesy card holder? Yeah, I guess we'll find out when this case comes to a conclusion. Just, Eleanor, like the world in 10 has today. Very smooth. Maybe we need to speed up just a little bit more to stay inside the 10-minute time limit. Bye for now.